Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. We're now into the second week of the cheating scandal of Major League Baseball. And while the Astros, Red Sox, and Mets are all searching for a new manager, one thing remains constant. Hypocrisy. That's right, hypocrisy. Not only within baseball, but also with the fans of baseball. To many, cheating is okay. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right, folks. Again, as I said, this is week two in the now infamous sign-stealing, cheating scandal. Another black mark for our great American pastime. But one thing that really seems to disturb me, and you've heard me you know, talk about this time and time again, is about the hypocrisy. Now, it's not just in baseball. It's in our society today, but we're talking baseball. And uh, it's hypocrisy on so many, 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 many levels. I, I find this reprehensible. You know, it's one thing. It's one thing about fans, but but players themselves. I, I just find it absolutely ridiculous. How you know when I got to hear CC Sabathia talking about how he feels cheated. The Yankees were cheated by the uh, Astros, and the Yankees were cheated by the Red Sox. Now I, I've always liked CC. A good guy. Always like talking to him in a locker room. You know, pre or post game. He was a good guy from the time he came for the 2000, uh, yeah, 2009 season. But I don't recall when all the business with A-Rod came out with um, performance-enhancing drugs and being suspended for a year... I don't remember, I don't recall, maybe you could help me, folks, but I don't recall CeCe saying, geez, we cheated the fans. We cheated those teams that we beat because we were using a cheat in A-Rod. I don't think that's the case. 
And and I don't think, you know, all these people with the history of baseball said, you know, let's see, Gary Sheffield was accused, of course, Roger Clemens, Andy Pettit, who everybody loves. I don't, I don't, he never heard people saying, boy, we cheated our opponents. I don't ever, ever, ever remember hearing that. Now players are in an uproar. I, I don't get it. That that to me is the hypocrisy. And and what's this guy's this guy's name? Uh, Mike Fears, Fires, um, who's now with the A's, who was with the Astros. Oh, okay. And I'm not calling him a bad guy for saying enough's enough. I'm just saying. Think a little bit hypocritical because you're talking about it now when you're no longer there. You want to give back your wins when you were an Astro or whatever you did or your strikeouts or whatever. That's what I'm talking about when I talk about hypocrisy. And you heard me say it last week and I'll say it again. With all this bullshit going on. I, I just, I mean, Pete Rose is now 30 years, remains on the outside looking in. I just can't wrap around the fact that he's on the outside looking in and A.J. Hinch, Jeff Lunau, the, the manager and GM of the Astros, uh, Cora, well, who knows? Uh, this By the time you hear this podcast, Maybe things are going to change. You'll hear more suspensions or what. Uh, to me, Alex Cora has got to get at least the same. But if you're giving somebody a year for doing this, basically what they did, they're trying to fix the outcomes of the game by using electronics to get an edge. And Pete Rose remains out. He gambled. He was wrong. But again, let's take a look back, as I said last week, because this is a big enough issue. Let's take a look back when Pete was booted out. Gambling was not embraced by Major League Baseball. Now, oh, hey, all of a sudden gambling is okay because we want a piece of the great big billion dollar pie. That's hypocrisy. That's hypocrisy. And I just can't stand it. I just think, you know, stop. All of a sudden, I mean, Jack McDowell is accusing Tony La Russa. Well, that's fine. Where you been for 30 years? Or 32 years, whatever the hell it is. Uh, it, it's just, you know, you know, I also, when you talk about hypocrisy and people know and they don't know, I remember sitting with Whitey Herzog, former manager of the Royals and the Cardinals. I remember sitting with Whitey Herzog, having breakfast uh, prior to one of Yogi uh, Berra, my dear buddy's, uh, golf tournaments up at the Montclair Country Club. 
you know, he'd have a great crowd, and it was wonderful. All, all the old guys were there. Hank Bauer, Moose Gowan. They they used to put on a, listen to those two guys talk. It was like Martin and Lewis had nothing on, on these two guys. That's how funny they were. They were. But I remember, because I was talking to Herzog, and I just happened to bring up to him about, you know, uh, steroids and what. And Her- uh, Herzog said, well, what about guys like me and other managers? How about some of the games and what it cost us and other managers by their players getting high? And I said, well, do you know? Did you know? And he goes, let me tell you something, Russ. Just like managers all know what's going on, who's getting drunk, who's late, who's waking up, who's not doing what they're supposed to do. All managers know what's going on. But all of a sudden, nobody knows. He didn't mention names. He left it wide open for me. He gave me like a wink, like nobody knows. And people are walking around in the locker room. Trainers don't know. And nobody knows who is using It's all part of the hypocrisy that's rampant in baseball. But you heard me mention in the open about fans. And to me, that is what, you know, it's, it's, I almost laugh at it because, and you know, this, we can hate the guy. We can hate his guts when he's an opponent, but he comes to your team and you love him. You know, nothing, nothing is better than that for an example of hypocrisy in sports, not just in baseball, in all sports. Oh, all of a sudden, with the guy we hate, he's now batting cleanup or he's your ace pitcher or closer, and then you love him. I'll accept that. But when I hear fans, oh, everybody's been doing it. Or, or you know, or... or Fans want to hang somebody for being a cheater when he's on the opposing team. But but if he was a cheater on your team, it was okay. It still boggles my mind how Yankee fans give Alex Rodriguez a free pass. Not all of them. A lot of them say, God bless, good, it was great to get rid of him. But, like, and I've had people, Yankee fans, come at me, criticize me for, I'm picking on him. Picking on him? He threw people on the buses. He lied. He got what he deserved. But that's what I also call hypocrisy with the fans. And, and some of the fans make like cheating is not that bad. What world are you living in? Cheating is not that bad. It, it reminds me of, you know, the recent, recent I don't know how many months ago, uh, the recent cheating scandal with kids getting into college. You know, people, it was actress Felicity Huffman, actress Lori Loughlin. Um, and I've heard, you know, you know, as a parent, okay, you know, my daughters have been out of school quite a while now, but as a parent, I, I've spoken to a lot of parents. We've had discussions. 
I can't begin to tell you it was embarrassing to me and my wife. Sometimes we'd have discussions that'd be driving home, uh, you, you know, after leaving a function or something or going out to dinner with people, and we'd be shaking our heads looking at each other. Like, really? They actually said that? And what they actually would say was, well, no, you wouldn't? Wouldn't you do anything? They'd say, Russ, Vicky, my wife, wouldn't you do anything to help your kids? No, of course I would want to help my kids. I'd run through a burning fire for them. But I wouldn't want to cheat for them. Because you know what? By cheating for them, you know who I'm cheating most of all? I'm cheating them. And, and these people looked at me like, oh, I mean, I'll do anything. To, what, what, do you get it? And I'm trying to reason, and they're not getting it. They, they, really, they're not getting it. I'm a housing project kid. I come from nothing. Nothing. zippity doo Nothing but a loving household. My, my father, let him rest in peace, was a tough guy. Mom was a wonderful lady, but nothing. I don't remember when my old man wasn't working at least two jobs. Regularly. And come from nothing. And I was encouraged to make something of myself. And I got to tell you, one of the best things one of the best feelings you could have and maybe I'm digressing a bit here but I think it's an important message for people who don't grasp the concept of cheating one of the best things feelings you can have like I'm driving in a car sometimes at this stage of my life and I'm thinking about my career and what I've accomplished I'm thinking about my family and I'm saying to myself, I did it on my own two feet. That is a wonderful feeling. And that is a feeling that my parents gave to me. We all look for an edge, but I wasn't taught to cheat to get that edge. I'll, I'll tell you another quick story about cheating or in this day and age, you know, when we talk about politics and self-entitled and the Hunter Biden or several, many other kids who born in the right place. It was, I, I was done with the little league. I was leaving the little league. And I remember I, my father was heavily involved in the little league. And, uh, I remember when I was leaving a little league, eh, I didn't want to go up to the next level. You know, we had an organization that it was Bedford Bay, and we in in Brooklyn, and we had a um, you know a team that we were affiliated with. And I remember saying to my father, eh, "I don't know, Dad, if I want to do this anymore. You know, um, you know, I just don't want to do. You know, maybe you know play baseball any longer." Okay, and um, I, a day or two later, he comes to me and says, uh, 
can you do me a favor? And it was the first time he actually asked me something like that. Can you do me a favor? What am I, 12 years old at the time? I said, what? And he said to me, do, do me a favor. I'd like you to try out for the team. And I looked at him. Because you got you to gotta remember something. I wasn't one of those kids whose fathers made you the pitcher, whose father made you batting cleanup or batting leadoff, or you played the whole game. No, I was the other way. Because I was his kid, I had to work harder. Maybe I played half a game. You know, it was that kind of thing. You had to work for everything you got. And I, I, I said to him, and he was really honest with me, and I was only a 12-year-old kid. I said, Dad, Pop, why do you want me to do this? And he said, because you know what? Everybody's getting their kids automatically on the team. And I don't want to do it that way for you. I, you know, I'd like you to try out and see if you can make it on your own. And if you make it on your own, then you made it on your own, and then you can quit. I'll back you up right away, but I'd like you to try out. And I thought about it. He walked out of the room. I thought about it, and I said, that's pretty cool. You know, he, my, my, my father wants me to try. And you know what? I certainly was by no means close to being one of the better players on the team or one of the better players trying out. But I had a great workout, and I was the first guy to make the team, you know, as they mark guys off. Wasn't the best guy, but I was the first guy. And forget that my father felt good. He know what he he knew what he was doing because I felt good. I did it. And I remember him coming to me after I made the team that night in our housing project department, saying, you know, now you can quit if you want. I'll I'll take care of it. And I said, no, I want to now. Let's see what it goes like. But it's standing up on your own two feet. But I, I think that's part of why th- this business in cheating in sports is acceptable. It's acceptable. You know, Derek Jeter is going to be elected into the Hall of Fame tomorrow. The only question is, you know, is it going to be unanimous? He never cheated. Never cheated. Boy, I'll tell you what. If we ever found out he was using, if he ever, we ever found out he was using anything, we, we'd have to be, I mean, I mean, there's not enough smelling salts to, to, to revive all of us. Guy worked his ass off. I'm just, I'm bringing in cheating into the whole scheme of things because it really aggravates me. I I, I think it's just reprehensible what is being said, and, and I just do not understand it. But I think it really is part of society. I think it's with parents. I think it's with kids. It It's... Just cheating, it's, 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 it's like when we talk about journalism, you've, you've heard me say, people don't want to be right, they want to be first. So let me just get the edge any way I can. And, 
and I just think it's ass backwards. It, it's an ass. It's an ass backwards approach to living one's life. Really is ass backwards. But cheating is part of what's going on. And and don't give me this crap because I've been hearing it since I I had the my podcast last week. Don't give me this business that. Well, Russ, science stealing's been going on forever. Sure it is. And as I said, I consider I always considered sign stealing gamesmanship within the game. Just how I would say uh, scuffing a baseball, throwing a spitter, uh, dusting a guy back. It's part of the it's it's part of the gamesmanship. When you're using electronic devices and you're using the this and you're using that and videos, and I got to tell you, I'm not convinced. You can tell me all what you want. Baseball says they've investigated and there's no signs of buzzers. I do not believe that for one second. This is highly too technical. But then, then Bregman... I mean, at the Astros. Um, they ask him about it. And he says, well, baseball, baseball has handled it. I'm sorry. You, 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 your team just lost your manager and your general manager. They just lost your manager and your general manager. Alex Bregman, do me a favor. You got to say something. And I've always respected you as a great player and leader on a team. And Altuve, my, he's my favorite bet player in baseball. He's my size. No, he, he is my favorite player to watch in baseball. I'm guys, you got to be able to give me something. You can't just make like nothing happened. Okay. Baseball handled it and it's over with. That's not fair. It's just not man up. We fucked up and we have to, you know, own up to it. We're all part of the scam. Say it and move forward. The scam costs people their jobs. We don't know moving forward how it's going to affect their careers. I had said this. uh, I will say it again. I would think that once their suspensions are over, there will be no shortage of suitors for A.J. Hinch and Jeff Lunau. And, you know, I would expect the same for Alex Cora. So, but people lost jobs over this. You guys can't all of a sudden be mum and, okay, baseball took care of it. That That's a gutless, spineless approach. You got to man up. Now, also... 
this at the time of I'm doing this podcast, it comes out in two days. You're going to be getting it for the first time on Wednesday morning, which will be the 22nd. Um, things could change, but everybody's talking about who's going to manage who and this and that, and I, I don't know. And people are talking about who's going to manage the Mets. This is what I do know about that. Well, I, well, I don't know, but this is my opinion. Let me correct myself because I'm not going to make my opinion fact. That's the wrong way of doing business. But to me, and quite frankly, for all three teams, but locally, obviously, you care about the Mets, but be it the Mets, the Astros, or the Red Sox, you need a veteran guy for these jobs. You need a veteran guy for these jobs for two reasons. One, you got to be able to know your team real fast, your personnel and everything else about it. Real fast. But two, you got to be able to take the heat and the scrutiny that is going to come with the territory and believe you, you, you think some first-time manager is going to be able to withstand the pressure he's going to get in New York over this? You, you know, it, reports came out that Alex Beltran, uh, Alex, Alex Bregman, Carlos Beltran wanted to stay on. You know, he wanted to, he, he was telling the Mets, Wilpons, no, I, I could do this. Sorry, Carlos, you wouldn't have been able to do it. The heat on him would have been 10,000 degrees every day. And the narrative would not be about wins and losses. It would be about being a cheater. And every time you hit a little bump in the road of a losing streak, whoa, boy. As Betty Davis would say, fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride or bumpy night, whatever the hell it was. I, I'm sorry. You need a veteran guy. Uh, I Listen, the guy I wanted when the job first came available was Joe Girardi. Well, he's now in Philadelphia. Buck Showalter, now I understand, has um, interviewed for the Astros job. I think they're, you know, as we're talking, I think they might be, Astros might be interviewing Dusty Baker. I, I think Buck Showalter would be my first choice with what's available de- today, with the exception of Bruce Bochy, if Bruce Bochy still would be interested in managing. Now, he left, and, and I believe he left the Giants because it might have been time just to, you know, have enough and be done with it. But um, I don't know if you would want to come and have to deal with the nonsense that you're going to get in New York, especially in light of the circumstance. But somebody, you need a veteran guy. It's, it's hard enough being a first-year manager in New York, or for Boston for that matter. But to do it under these circumstances, these trying circumstances, no, 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 no. And, and I'm not saying a Bam Bam Mullins or anybody else. Uh, you, you know, listen, my first choice to be the manager, you've heard me say in the past, was Joe McEwing. Former Met, who was bench coach with the White Sox, but first time manager, this situation just does not does not wash with me. I, I don't. Uh, I'm not saying it can't be done, 
but I wouldn't do it. I just think it's a far too difficult, ugly situation. And as 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 always said, New York is might be the best place in the world to win, but it is the most god awful place to lose. If you're losing here, I mean, it sucks big time. But regardless of who the manager is or who the managers become for the said Mets, the said Red Sox, and the said uh, Houston Astros, this hypocrisy, folks, you got to look yourselves in the mirror. Players need to look themselves in the mirror. Uh, Commissioner needs to look in the mirror. Uh, If I'm handing out these kind of penalties for this guy, what about Rose, Pete Rose? Hypocrisy runs rampant in our society. But right now, we're just focusing on the baseball society. It needs fixing. Because until it does, forget that title of great American pastime. Great American pastime, my ass. At least for the time being, anyway. And right now, though, that is a wrap here. I want to thank all of you for getting a load of this, as I like to say. Now I like to get a load of you. Let me know what your thoughts are on today's podcast. You can tell me on Twitter, Russ Salzberg, on Facebook. You can also always check out my website, russsalzberg.com. My thanks to the big man, Crash, better known. No, Crash is better known, I should say, also known as Mike Caragliano. My thanks to 77 WABC program director Dave Labrosi, uh, 77 WABC assistant program director Matt Dahl, and last but certainly not least, a great big thank you to you people out there, because without you people, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. So until next time, let's put the hypocrisy to the end. It's Russ Salzberg saying to all of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.